There we go. So we have Paul Fowler with us today to talk about resilience. What's up, Paul? Hey there. Thanks so much for having me. Great to be here. So a little bit of background about Paul. Uh, he is a principal at Dagger Wing Group, um, a global change management consultancy, and an expert in organizational development, team effectiveness, and of course, resilience. And in his spare time, uh, he also <laughs> wrote a book, which will be coming out shortly called Reinventing Resilience. So Paul, um, I'd love to start with what resilience is? In other words, how do you define it? And I'd also love to know how it became your focus. Like, why, how, why is this your thing? Yeah, sure. Um, resilience is, I mean, the, the conventional definition of resilience is still okay, right? Bouncing back from a, a difficulty. And I think a lot of people have to do that on a daily basis. But um, my definition is the courage and confidence to grow through a challenge. And the reason I chose to redefine resilience and reinvent it is because of my own personal experience uh, through the pandemic of waking up every day with all of the news of, you know, things, you know, not only just the, the pandemic uh, news, but, you know, news of the world and all kinds of personal challenges and challenges of my neighbors, et cetera, just constant coming at me, coming at me, coming at me. So I thought to myself, well, if my job is to simply get up after being knocked down, which happens on a daily basis these days, what I only end up standing where I was when I got knocked down. So where's the growth? Where's the advancement? So I thought, what happened? What if we just redefine resilience and, and look at it in a new way to think about it as growing through these challenges instead of simply surviving them? Mm. Um, and uh, based on that, I started playing around with that idea and started applying it to not just individuals, but organizations as well, and uh, tried to see if there's a way that organizations could grow through challenges instead of simply survive them. Because as we know, um, you know, the world is uh, has been changing a lot and certainly shows, shows no sign of slowing up. I love that definition because I think when you think of resilience as an overall, I, I think you do think about it as just, okay, I have to get back up. But the growth mm -hmm. element to that, like, how do I not repeat <laughs> that same mm -hmm. situation again is, is really an interesting thing. And how to grow through the challenge, I, I think that's an, a really interesting and important yeah. um, spin to put on that because I, I think that is real where the real value sits. So I, I love that. So, Paul, we, we call this podcast Forever Skills. So we're obviously considering resilience, right, a skill. And, mm -hmm. and when we call something a skill, we have the, sort of this belief that um, it, it sort of means that to us, it's something that all of us need to focus on because it actually helps us in our jobs and our careers. So in, in, the, in that case here, right, do you actually consider resilience, I think I know the answer, mm -hmm. um, a skill that we should be all focusing on? Uh, yeah, I do actually, and and it's it's really a a quality that that we all have that uh, we can build skills to improve that quality. Like, you know, like, um, uh, and and we can talk a little bit about what what that what that can look like. But basically, you know, resilience is is one of the things that um, uh, a lot of people think of only 
when they're when they've been knocked down right so yeah. they're in a in a crisis situation or they're in a you know they've they've experienced a setback of some kind and then you know they're either told to quote unquote be resilient or they have to summon their resilience in that moment so um which is in my opinion the wrong time to be thinking about resilience you have to be thinking about it well before mm. the setback actually happens so that you are prepared um the way i frame it in my book is that you know you can stockpile resilience and sort of you know build it up so that it's there for you when you need it um you know and i, I cover a lot of examples in my book uh both individually and organizationally but there's lots of ways folks can stockpile resilience for themselves so that when the cha- when a when a challenge faces them they're ready for it yeah i mean i think that that's uh, you know it, it's like anything else right when you're actually in the moment it's too late right <laughs> so you have to be prepared um coming into a moment with sort of that and and that's what this is all about right that's what this entire podcast is sort of about is providing our teams with those skills and 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 being able to be you know proactive versus reactive um, in deploying them and and knowing sort of some of the signs and all of that that's associated with it. So so I I, I love I love the the fact that you agree with us, John. We we got something right today, yeah, right? Know, Resilience right? It is absolutely. But I actually like the distinction too of it not necessarily being a skill but a quality. quality. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that's actually a, an interesting. Um, way of, of looking at it. I like well. the idea yeah. of stockpiling it too. And yeah. You know, yeah. so Paul, let me ask you this when, when, when it, and, and I asked this pretty much on every episode, but I, I'm, I'm dying to hear your answer to this because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we talk about these skills and you hear about them and the person, you know, the expert that we have on defines them and they talk a little bit about what they mean and why they're important, just like you did. And you kind of sit there and go, well, you know what? I think I'm pretty resilient, but you might kind of, you know, have that wrong about yourself. And I'm wondering if there's a way that I can find out if I am resilient. I mean, I might think I am, but is there a way to kind of gauge if I really am? Yeah. And, and I think for most people, it is, um, a variable, right? It's something that changes moment to moment and day by day as the the different headwinds start blowing on us as we encounter our days, right? So you might feel really resilient on a particularly calm day, but then when it gets very stormy, not so much, right? So I mm-hmm. think, so, so the short answer, of course, is yes, people are resilient. We're all resilient. We've all bounced back from something. Um, and, but the, but there are, ways to think about resilience so that um, you you frame it properly, right? So for instance, if you are um, uh, to, to know whether you're resilient, you can, you know, think about, am I looking at this situation as a glass half empty or a glass half full? If I'm only focused on the negative, that could potentially be a sign that you are eroding your wherewithal or your your ability to um, grow through that particular challenge. Um, you know, also if you are triggered, you know, maybe you've talked about emotional intelligence or some other kinds of, you know, mindfulness. If, Mm -hmm. if your mind is completely captured or captivated or locked up, um, that prevents you from seeing lots of options and lots of possibilities. And, and you almost feel 
desperate or hopeless in those moments. And that is definitely an erosive uh, factor when it comes to resilience. Uh, so I think just it's a it's a matter of perspective so that people can uh you know assess their own resilience kind of on a moment by moment basis by taking a step back and looking at how they are thinking about the situation that they're facing well and i also think that as you look at it um you know there's obviously degrees of resilience as well because i would say that you know prior to the pandemic and a lot of the things that we've witnessed um happening um around the world um i would say that i was pretty resilient but then mm -hmm. to your point as you start to see things get piled on where you know you wake up and you know X is a factor in today, but X becomes X, Y, and Z the next day. There's only so much people can handle. There's, there is a breaking point, right, that everybody mm -hmm. has. So I don't know that it, in my opinion, and, and keep me honest here, Paul, but I don't know that it's a matter of whether I'm resilient or not. It's almost like to what degree of resilience do I have the capability to be able to handle? Does, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, are you uh, are you able to access your resilience when you need it, basically, right? And I think those the 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 challenge comes when we think about things in in sort of a binary kind of way. I'm either resilient or not resilient. It's really not that right. simple, you know. Exactly. I, it's it's very there. There's a lot of shades of gray between there, and you can also be resilient and non-resilient at the same time, yeah, depending on what it is you're thinking about. So. Um, you know, I think just like people can be, especially we learned this during the pandemic, you can be happy and sad at the very same moment because there's so much, you know, great things going on and maybe in your life, like if like, let's say you've had a kid or, you know, some wonderful things happen, but then there's all this other context around you that's really difficult. So you have to be able to reconcile and understand that two things at the same time are possible. So you can feel uh, pretty fragile, but also be resilient at the same time. So we've talked about what resilience is and why it's important. And, you know, we've obviously established that it's a skill that can be built or strengthened. I guess the next logical question is how? And you mentioned stockpiling. Um, and so I guess I would love to understand sort of how how we build the skill and actually become more resilient, or um, if it's probably more appropriate, like what is that technique for stockpiling so that you actually become and, and have that prepared? I mean, that's probably one of those things where, you know, if you can answer that question, you know, <laughs> congratulations, you've won the lottery. Right. But like, what are your thoughts on that? I'd love to, to get some more feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me let me give you a couple of things. And, um, you know, hopefully these will be helpful for the team members there. But <clears throat> one thing is really just kind of thinking about what actually is a setback. You know, for for many people, um, they they can over or underestimate what a setback could be. Maybe think about a bad meeting or a bad phone call as a setback when that's just, you know, may, maybe not the steepest hill to climb necessarily. So really being, you know, reframing some of those uh, daily challenges in, in a more healthy way, um, more, you know, more healthy way so that people can understand that, hey, I've, I've experienced you know, gotten through many uh, challenging days before, and I can, you know, certainly do it again. So maybe just recalibrating what we what counts as a setback would be one way. Uh, another is really being very clear about 
patterns that uh, that get you stuck. So if people understand how they are uh, quote unquote triggered, how they might respond to different challenges, they can start seeing some of these setbacks coming from a mile away and prepare for them um, and not have them hit so hard. Uh, so that's just being more self-aware of, of how things happen and maybe assessing for patterns. Um, people can do that by just keeping a log of how they respond to different things. Um, the other really is uh, uh, kind of sensing those, uh, you know, having a technique for when a challenge does come up and bite you. <laughs> so I, we use this technique called the see it, slow it, own it technique, where you kind of are able to, you know, almost observe the challenge coming at you in slow motion, trying to pinpoint it, uh, uh, identify it, slow it down. And then uh, when we say own it, recognize that you are capable of dealing with it, right? So you, you know, you have your job for a reason, it's because you're capable, you, you know, you're, you know, people are professionals, they've been in lots of meetings and lots of situations before chances are, they know exactly what to do. But if they're triggered, uh, it's it's kind of hard to remember that you've already done it probably a million times. Um, the other part is really this idea of acceptance, right? So being really, really clear about what about uh, the reality that you're in. So not sugarcoating anything, but also not uh, doom scrolling uh, every every day, uh, just really um, understanding uh, with a very clear eyes what what the reality is around you. I think that helps to right size the setbacks and challenges as they come come your way. Uh, but really uh, having a good sense of uh, what's around you is important. And then the last thing in terms of how to uh, build some resilience is to uh, is to start. So I think just having taking a couple of steps in in a direction um, will be productive, right? It's not a linear process. We built we build resilience slowly over time, obviously. So I think expect uh, expect a few steps forward, a couple steps back, but um, staying stuck where you're at uh, will not increase your resilience. You'll just end up being knocked down and getting up and knocked down and getting up and not moving forward at all. So uh, I would just say, try to understand what, uh, you know, how you typically respond to setbacks and uh, begin the process of exploring it. And that will definitely help, help you uh, gain a little bit more resilience every day. John, you know, it's interesting because um, as Paul says, redefine what a setback is. Mm -hmm. If we think about a lot of these conversations that we've had, like that's a second time we've had someone come on who's mentioned redefining, right? right um, yep. Dr. Ruth Godian, when she came on, it was around, we have to redefine what success is, right? Because, it, you know, we, we sort of create some of the challenges that we have by the way in which we define things. And I think if we actually look at things in a different perspective and redefine sort of what that is, that actually aligns us better for that level of acceptance. I love see it, slow it, own it. I think that's actually a, a really important piece because we're always... Especially today, I think we're more apt to react to things than just take a second, digest it, understand its impacts, and put something logical in place. Our first instinct is to react. And I think that's that immediacy and that immediate gratification that we all look for. We've got to solve it immediately. But I think it's a great, great aspect to resilience is just slow it down a little bit and just understand it. I, I love those, those components. 
Yeah, hey, hey Paul, let me ask you this. I, one one kind of last thing here that that I, I read this article where the interviewer actually asked you when you think of resilience, which person comes to mind? I think you talked about a gentleman named Steve Wright. And I'd, I'd love for you to talk about Steve Wright and why that person came up. And then maybe even, just to kind of bring this all to life, maybe talk about someone that we might all know, whether it's just, mm. you know, a high-profile person, celebrity, whatever it might be, that is resilient and why you feel that that person is, just to kind of tie all this together. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, uh, Steve Wright is the general manager of Jay Peak Mountain Resort in northern Vermont. It's a ski area. And... Um, the ski area is not only famous for being a super cool place to go, but it's also the epicenter of one of the nation's biggest investor fraud investigations. Um, <laughs> so I'll spare you the, the long details, but basically as a result of very you know uh, challenging investment practices by uh, owners, they ended up being investigated by the Securities and Exchange Commission and actually to the point where the black SUVs rolled into uh, Jay, Vermont, um, and uh, locked everything down, shut down operations, kicked out the the old president and appointed a brand new general manager, Steve Wright, to take over. And uh, one of the amazing things about this story is, you know, they went into receivership and, you know, all kinds of challenges as a result. Uh, essentially, the government owns this ski area now, um, mm. but he has created the, the real story, actually, of resilience is the way the the team, the 1400 employees there rallied around the resort and around Steve to create an amazing culture that kept drawing in customers from all over uh, New England and Canada to keep the place going. Um, I mean, as Steve says himself, you have to drive by some pretty amazing resorts in Vermont to get to Jay. It's at the very end of the line and right. right on the Canadian border. So um, it's been a, an amazing story of resilience. They've really grown through the challenges they've faced and their challenges have been amazingly uh, difficult. When it comes to celebrities that come to mind, I mean, a lot of them do, um, but think of folks like um, Jim Carrey, who has oh. gone through an enormous evolution as a person uh, throughout his entire career. I mean, not just his face, which evolves on a <laughs> daily basis, I think on purpose, but uh, I, he himself has kind of gone from sort of a, uh, sort of a, a, a self parody to a self actualized person that kind of has evolved beyond uh, show business. And, and I, and to me, that's a really interesting, um, uh, evolution, especially as it, as it relates to the, you know, number of setbacks he's, you know, experienced along the way, you know, professionally and personally and stuff like that. So I think he's a good example of how, um, how people can take, uh, situations that they're facing and grow and evolve even beyond what they thought was possible. That's a great example. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you, John, you never want the black SUVs to become, yeah. right? That, that, that's a big one to come to overcome. That's not an easy one for sure. Well, Paul, this has been fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for doing this with us. I really appreciate it. I, I appreciate it too. And it's, I'm so glad that uh, folks have an opportunity to learn a little bit more about resilience. And, you know, I think not only, I just want to add that you know, when individuals are resilient, the organization becomes resilient. So it scales, 
right? So I think when when people take care of themselves, the organization uh, benefits as well. And I think you know, likewise, when the organization is resilient, it makes it a little bit easier for people to be resilient themselves. Well, for those of you listening, there you have it. Uh, another forever skill, resiliency. Uh, if you want to give us your thoughts on this topic or any personal stories you have specific to this topic, yeah. um, by all means, feel free to put them in the comment section or even tell us the celebrity you think um, is the best example Ooh, of that. resiliency. Um, yeah, I think that'd be great. We'd yeah, love to see fun. that in the comment section. So we'll be back with another episode. Thanks so much for listening.